Welcome to Anecdotally Speaking, a podcast to help you build your business story repertoire. Hi, everyone. I'm Sean Callahan. And hi, I'm Mark Shank. And before we've got before we get underway, Sean, I've got an observation. And well, in fact, it's not even an observation, it's a whinge. It's good flat out good. a whinge. Get the whinge out straight away. Okay, good. All of the all of the news, uh, the charts and the graphs about COVID-19, it's I find it very frustrating because the all these visualization and it's they're almost impossible to to understand. Oh God. It is terrible, isn't it? I mean, especially when they start to put, I don't know, like 100 lines on one graph. And yeah, one of the things I'm finding interesting in that space is, you know, for a long time now, I, you know, we've been doing, talking about data storytelling, right? Which is really where you start to combine the visualisation with the story, you know, and, and, and start to pull something together so that it makes sense. And and I reckon a lot of the times it requires more than one graph for one thing. You know, you sort of have to have some sort of insight that you're aiming to reveal and sort of working your way back so you can sort of say, okay, this is the insight where we want to show something that's different, something that's changing trend or it's going to have a future impact. In fact, I love that quote by Gary Klein. He said that an insight is when you unexpectedly uh, come to a better story. And to me, that's what you're trying to do in communicating this sort of stuff. You're trying to help the, the reader or the, the viewer to come to this new, better story, right? Anyway, just visualise on its own. Visualisation on its own is, is not storytelling. Yeah, yeah so right? yeah, yeah, there's a big difference between data visualisation and data storytelling. It's, it's so, they're, they're miles apart. Every now and then you'll get a visualisation that tells the whole story. I mean, there was a very famous one that was done by a French cartographer, uh, Minard, who, who did this amazing um, map, if you like, that showed the, uh, Napole the Napoleon army um, going to, to, to Moscow and literally starting with 500,000 people and ending up with 12,000 on the way back. And this, this map shows the, the, the timing, the temperatures, the, you know, the, if you like, the loss of life all the way there and all the way back. And there's a whole story built in this one image, right? It's amazing, but very few people do that, right? So, yeah, and I also think that would have taken a yeah, that that's an enormous amount of of effort. Effort, yeah, and very very worthwhile effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's that's happening around us at the moment, and certainly some of the stuff we're doing on data storytelling at the moment is is helping those analysts and. And, you know, there's really number-focused people in organisations to be able to tell the story of their own internal data. But, you know, it'd be nice to sort of see some good examples. And there are good examples out there, and there's no doubt about it. It'd be nice to see more good examples, I suppose, yeah. of good communication. Yeah, but it's, it's like, like people just have this tendency to point to a slide deck and say, look, look, that's our story. Uh, people have the same thing where they point to a chart and go, look, that's data storytelling. And yeah. it's, it, no matter how many times you point to it, it doesn't make it that. No, no. So what, what's the, uh, it's, it's your turn. So we should turn our attention to the story for this week. So uh, okay. what have you got for us? Well, uh, the, time, the time period for this is, is 1998. Uh, do you remember what you were doing in 1998? Oh, I, I do remember the <laughs> day we met in 1998, the 5th of July. So There you go. There you yes. go. So 19, this starts in 1998, but it's in the US and... Uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I love The Rock, 
um, is sitting and having dinner with Danny Garcia, his wife. And they're at a restaurant chatting away about uh, things that are important that they're, you know, these, his burgeoning career as a, as a wrestler in worldwide uh, WWF, of course that turns into WWE. And, um, and they're sitting there just enjoying their, their dinner when a, a young couple come over to their table and they're both clearly nervous, right? And the guy sort of says to The Rock, hey, look, I hope you don't mind, but would you mind, uh, could we have your autograph, please, you know? And clearly The Rock wasn't in the mood for it. And instead of being gracious, he, you know, he sort of mumbled his way through and he sort of, well, she sort of he said yes, but his body language was saying no. Right. And as this was happening, you know, the regret in that couple started to build and they sort of say, oh, look, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. You know, and anyway, they finally get the autograph and they slink away. And uh, Danny and, and Dwayne are looking at each other and they go, what a horrible experience that was. What a terrible thing that we did there, you know. Those and they were very analytical people, and they like to break things down. So they were sort of recreating what it would have been like for that couple, you know. And they would have been over there, and the the follower would probably sort of say, "Hey, there's the rock over there. I, I've got to get it." And she's, "No, no, no, we can't interrupt him. No, 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 it'll be okay. It'll be okay. We'll go." And then they have that experience. You know, talk about absolutely killing off a, a fan's enthusiasm for a, you know, for, for their wrestler of the day. Um, but as they were breaking this down and sort of thinking about what that experience was, it hit them at the same time. They both sort of thought, you know what, you know, if we could just turn that around, if we could sort of set in our mind from here on in, we will create a good experience for our fans. One that they would talk about in a positive way, as opposed to that couple, they'll have a negative story to tell, um, that we could actually bring happiness to people's lives, right? And, and so that's what they did. It's from 1998. Actually, um, Danny ended up becoming his manager. They, of course, built an amazing entertainment empire together. Um, the Rocks, the, you know, now the, the highest grossing star and all that sort of stuff. But in a way, that, that is not the full story. The full story comes from the sm small moments. And to sort of verify this article that I read, it was in the Entrepreneur magazine. I jumped online onto YouTube and I was just uh, looking for examples of rock signing autographs. And it's so interesting watching him. There he is. He's being, it's a deluge of people wanting to get their autograph and he's chatting away to people. He's engaging. He's, uh, you know, these florid uh, sort of autographs that he's making, you know, he's making them out to people's names um, even those guys you could tell were autograph, you know, what would you call those guys, Mike? You know, the guys. Hunters? Who, yeah, just autograph hunters who were just going to sell it on eBay the next day. He was still gracious with those guys, right? And I thought, wow, there was a guy moment by moment actually making people's lives happier. Wow. What do you reckon? Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. And, you know, I think it, it is a choice, right, isn't it? You know, you make a choice at that point of engagement. I don't think it, sometimes it's a conscious choice, but there is a possibility for us to make a choice like, 
like The Rock did, to sort of say, okay, no, I'm, when I'm engaging, I'm going to make it a better situation for the person I'm talking to. I'm going to make it, them happier uh, as, as, as much as you can in that situation. All right, uh, totally. Uh, and being aware of that choice, he can make different choices. Yeah, yeah Better exactly. choices. So yeah. part of it, the first step is being mindful of the problem, right? Which yeah. you know, brought out beautifully for him in that one restaurant scene. Yeah. All right. So what do we like about this story? And it's your story. So I'm going to, one of the things I liked about it, firstly, it was visual, right? I can picture them at a table in a restaurant and I'm picturing a circular table, white tablecloth, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that is, that I really liked about that story is that I too have been, well, I, I've, I know the emotion that goes through me when I see a celebrity and, and I think, do I go and talk to them? I'd love to go and talk to them and yeah, but oh, I don't want to be, don't want to be annoying. And so I could feel what that couple was feeling. Right. Yeah. And that's the, that's that whole empathy element of storytelling, mm. isn't it? You know, that you can actually recreate an emotion for someone based on um, syncing up the experiences. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, uh, I would, um, I like the fact that there's a, a, a moment of change where they both go, oh, my God, that was horrible. You know, both, they both realise right there and then that that's not what they wanted and they're going to take a different path. I think that's a nice element in a story. You know, yep. there's a quite a nice zag, you know, in what, what's actually happening. Um, I, I've mentioned this in a previous uh, episode where... I really believe that, uh, you know, stories that people can gravitate to. Sometimes it is about the small stories and the small situations, but we also like things that we can recognise. So as soon as you say The Rock, a lot of people know who The Rock is. What I should have done, though, uh, in terms of building that up, I told, I sort of gave the audience an understanding he was a wrestler, but I should have sort of given the bit of the dimensions of that guy, right? You know, he's a... An enormous guy. I think he's like six foot six or six foot nine. I mean, no, six six. I think he is, and two hundred and twenty kilos of, you know, absolute ripped muscle. Um, I don't think he's two hundred and twenty kilos. Yes, well, that's what it says on Wikipedia. So, oh, sorry, one hundred and twenty kilos. Did yeah, one hundred and twenty kilos. I'll go for. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why there was such a credulity there. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, the plausibility went down there. You're right. I lost it right there. Yeah. Uh, um yeah okay yeah so, so it, it certainly helps that it's a very recognizable figure you know like yeah. that, that it's the rock that helps that helps yeah um what would make a better story then mike what do you reckon so there's a couple of things when you told that story in our practice round yes you 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 mentioned how danny was a former merrill lynch consultant ah, yeah, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. really would have helped later on Yes, in terms of the breaking things down and yeah, yeah that would have made more sense, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it also, you know, you certainly gave the you know the character of the of the rock, but not Danny. Right? Yeah. she was yeah. she was uh, leaving out that detail made her a passenger. Yes, in, in that, the story, in the story, when yeah. uh, the first time you told it, she was a, 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 a co-driver, an equal. Player, um, yeah, I also want to know. Did they go and make it right with that couple? No, they didn't. I, well, oh. the, the reading I have is they didn't. And they oh. just, it just, they slunk away. They sat there by themselves in a restaurant and then they had that moment of, 
yeah, that wasn't yeah. very good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, <laughs> what about you? Any 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 thoughts on how to make that story even better? Yeah, I think your point about uh, Danny's, you know, sort of characterization definitely needs to to be uh, amped up. Um, yeah. No, I think it's funny. You know, we ha- I had a conversation with you about this story uh, previously and and I had a little contrasting story that I thought I would put in it and we decided together it was actually not a great choice because I was watching uh, the Netflix series of Michael Jordan and I think it's called The Last Dance and in it Jordan's sort of you know sort of coming out of a maybe a game or and there's this little kid he's, he's after an autograph the kid must be well it comes up to like his thigh you know it's he's i mean jordan's like six 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 six, six nine, a lot six yeah. a lot and and jordan just rips the piece of paper out of his hand he doesn't even look down at this kid he just rips it out of his hand signs it and then kind of just throws it back at the kid and you can see this little kid was bewildered he just you know, he was just looking around like, oh, what happened now? Oh, I suppose I'm supposed to go now. And and it was the opposite to what I saw The Rock doing with his fans, you know, in the most recent times. And 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 we felt we both felt that that would actually be a downer on that on that story. And perhaps like it is a downer on the podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> But but it's an interesting one to 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 be mindful of because at one level I go oh what a great contrast you know you have this yeah, we you, love you could be like contrast that or you can be like yeah. this what's your choice yeah but it does suck a lot of energy out of that yeah story. It, it takes something that is inspirational and makes it and, and yeah sucks the life out of it yeah um, but, but of course I'm a big fan of contrast but in that case I I didn't think that the contrast was necessary yeah. and another. Uh, point that's worth contemplating is that in this part of the podcast we're talking about how to make the story even better and i came up with a couple of suggestions but i think it's worth stopping and just remembering that the the purpose of storytelling in business is not perfection right it's the objective is does this story make a clear purposeful point in this context and it totally smashed it so the conversation about how to make it even better is is kind of an esoteric uh, uh, conversation because the story itself landed that point really well. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think you know. I, I often get customers saying to me, "How do I make this story better?" Right, and I often say to them, "Just find another story." <laughs> You know what I mean? I, you can really work hard to try to make a, uh, you know, an ordinary story better. But quite frankly, there's lots of great stories out there. Just find yourself a better story. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I think that's yeah, a, so along that, the that's same a, lines. That is a really uh, important point is that some stories, that you just, they just don't work. So you just throw them away because yeah. there's, no, there's so many stories out there you don't have to that's labor. Right. Next. Label ones. Exactly. Even though, even though I still believe I can get that uh, that story about uh, standing on the table and well, that lady standing on the table and yelling, "Don't you know what?" Don't go there, Mark. <laughs> just, just let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I'm good at giving advice. Take the frozen approach. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so we talked about what makes it, what could make it better, what worked. 
Uh, other business point, I suppose, you know, I mean, with all your experience, Mark, doing leadership development programs, um, this is sort of a classic example. It's, it's an analogous example of what a leader has happening to them in an organization. You have that choice of how you're going to respond to an employee, right? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So uh, one of the key drivers of organizational performance is employee engagement. And uh, when running leadership programs, well, almost invariable, I'll say every interaction that you have with a staff member is an opportunity to build engagement or destroy it. It's a choice. Yeah. And I always try and illustrate that with an example. And this is a perfect example. Yeah. yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. You know, do your staff members slink out like that couple out of the restaurant or do they work out buoyed and enthusiastic? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. The old, the old approachable manager. Mm. Yeah, I know, but it's so easy to be a grouch, I think. So you've got to be careful of it. Yeah. And I guess it also raises the question of, of approachability um, because, you know, the rock is a formidable figure, not just his you know, physical stature, but also his fame. And it is, people are tentative yeah. in approaching him uh, if yeah. you, they don't know him. And so if, you know, as a, as a manager, even if you were of diminutive stature, right, you still have power. And yeah. And I think a lot can, of it's got to do with reputation, right? So yeah, the, and the word gets around that, Hey, rock's a nice guy that um, you ask him for an autograph, he's not going to grouch on you. He's going to give you an autograph and probably, probably smile get a, bit of a chat, and have a bit of a chat as well. Yep. So in that situation, aren't you going to go up and ask for it? Whereas if you hear on the grapevine that the guy's a, you know, a son of a bitch, um, then, you know, who wants to go there? Who wants to put yourself through that experience? So it's like casting forward as to what might happen. And yeah. it all comes through the grapevine, doesn't it? You know, in terms of yep. what's going to go on. Yeah. So. And so, uh, you know, if managers want to be uh, approached for their views, um, uh, approached to, to have conversations where they find out what's really going on, then they have to be approachable, right? Because yeah. if you're not approachable, people don't approach you, you know, like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why don't let's let's give this um let's give this a rating. Uh yeah, my turn. Yeah, so what you told the story. I'll uh, I'm going to give this one. I seem to be in a generous mood of 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 late. I'm going to give that one an eight. I am an totally, eight. I'm taking that. I'm putting it in my story bank. I'm going to use it. You're going to tell that story. Excellent. Yeah. Yep. No, it's an eight for me as well. Um, I know. I'll tell it because I've already told it. So it's and you know just it was easy to tell. Um, so yeah, and I, I think that's what we go for. Fantastic. Well, that's another story for everyone to have a play with, um, get it into your story bank and, and practice it. I suppose that's the thing. And when I say practice, I don't mean in front of a, a mirror or anything. I just want you to get out there and tell it in a little forum, in a meeting, in a one-on-one, it doesn't really matter. Smaller, the better to start with, and then, uh, see what the response is like. I guess that's what it comes down to. Um, any other things that we need to cover off, Mark, before we finish up? No, I think that's a, a very good place to draw a line under this episode. Okay, fantastic. Well, let me say that, um, yeah, thanks again for listening to Anecdotally Speaking. Hey, if you like this show, uh, please uh, you know, rate it on iTunes, share it around. We'd love more people to uh, know about the story so that they have a story repertoire. 
we now have over 50, it might be even more than that, oh, stories. What are we up to, mate? You reckon more than 50? About, I think we're up to about 70. 70 stories. Okay, so this, imagine in one fell swoop, you can get 70 stories into your story bank. Well, that's what you got with anecdotally speaking. So go and grab them, copy and paste them into your Evernote or whatever you're going to use for your story bank and just start learning how to tell them. Yeah, so tune in next week for another episode of um, How to Put Your Stories to Work. Bye for now. 